It's Tuesday of the second week of Advent. Welcome to today's Advent Cast. This is Father John Solzdorf. From The Road to Bethlehem, Daily Meditations for Advent and Christmas by St. Alphonsus Liguori. Consider that the eternal word is that God who is so infinitely happy in himself that his happiness cannot be greater than it is, nor could the salvation of all mankind have added anything to it or have diminished it. And yet he has done and suffered so much to save us miserable worms that if his beatitude, as St. Thomas says, had depended on that of man, he could not have done or suffered more as if without him he could not be happy. And indeed, if Jesus Christ could not have been happy without redeeming us, how could he have humbled himself more than he has done in taking upon himself our infirmities, the miseries of infancy, the troubles of human life, and a death so barbarous and ignominious? None but God was capable of loving to such an excess so wretched sinners as we are, and who were so unworthy of being loved. A devout author says, If Jesus Christ had permitted us to ask of him to give us the greatest proof of his love, who would have ventured to ask of him that he should become a child like unto us, that he should clothe himself with all our miseries, and make himself of all men the most poor, the most despised, and the most ill-treated, even to being put to death by the hands of executioners, and in the greatest torments upon an infamous gibbet, cursed and forsaken by all, even by his own father, who abandoned his son, that he might not abandon us in our ruin. But that which we should not have had the boldness even to think of, the Son of God has thought of and accomplished. Even from his childhood he has sacrificed himself for us, to sufferings, to opprobrium, and to death. He loved us and delivered himself for us. He has loved us and out of love has given us himself, in order that we, by offering him as a victim to the Father, in satisfaction for our debts, might through his merits obtain from the divine goodness all the graces that we desire. A victim dearer to the Father than if we had offered him the lives of all men and of all the angels. Let us therefore continually offer to God the merits of Jesus Christ, and through them let us seek and hope for every good. The Church has proclaimed the Marian dogmas in direct service to faith in Jesus Christ, and thus not primarily in devotion to the Mother. First, Mary's perpetual virginity and her being the mother of God, and then, after a long period of maturing and reflecting, her freedom from original sin and her bodily assumption into the heavenly glory. These dogmas safeguard the original faith in Christ, true God and true man, two natures in one single person. They also preserve the indispensable eschatological tension by pointing, in the assumption, to our common destiny, which is everlasting life and they safeguard faith, at present challenged, in God the Creator, who in full sovereignty can freely interfere with the laws of nature. And this is the meaning, in our days less understood than ever, of the truth about Mary's perpetual virginity. 
After all, as the Council once reminds us, Mary, having entered deeply into the history of salvation, in a way unites in her person and re-echoes the most important doctrines of the faith, Lumen Gentium 65. The Church's Mariology comprises the appropriate correlation between Scripture and tradition, the necessary integration of both. The four Marian dogmas are clearly based on sacred Scripture. But there we are dealing, as it were, with a seed that germinates and bears fruit in the living tradition as expressed in liturgy, in the sensitivity of the faithful, and in the investigation of theology guided by the magisterium. It is precisely through her person, being a Jewish maiden who has become the mother of the Messiah, that Mary ties into one living and lasting unity Israel and Christianity, the synagogue and the church. Joseph Ratzinger, 1563-1990 